Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Monetary Life. This is Robert Fisher, your host. I am so pleased tonight to have my special guest, Ida Fields, who is Vice President of um, Marketing and Business Development for the Corcoran Group and um, oversees the agent studio located on Irving Place in New York City. This is a stellar night in New York after an absolutely beautiful day. I'm so looking forward to the conversation we're going to have because, as many of my listeners know, real estate is so much more than the sum of its parts, particularly in New York City. There is so much that goes into the decision to purchase or sell an apartment, townhouse, loft, and it's fascinating, and people are fascinated by it in New York City. And I'm really hoping that Ida can shed some light on the spaces that make up the real estate ownership so compelling in our city today. Uh, it's a very, very exciting time for real estate. There are many changes going on in the marketplace, and it's also a time when The tax laws have changed. They've shifted. So there's so much going on for us to talk about. While we wait for Ida to call in, um, let's just talk about some of the highlights of real estate so far this year. Uh, As most of you know, there has been a tax law that has changed. Hold on. I think that's Ida calling in. Hi there. Yes, How are you tonight? I am very well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. We have had such a beautiful day in New York City today. It's just about perfect. I know. The the low humidity has been really amazing today. So welcome to what we had last week. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It it really makes it, um, you know, all the sacrifices that people make to live on the East Coast in New York City on a day like today, it all seems worth it. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm so Absolutely. pleased to have you on um, Yeah, well, thank you so much as, for having me. Uh, as I was mentioning to uh, our listeners before you called in, real estate in New York City is so much more than the sum of its parts. It's become a spectator sport, and for good reason. Uh, it's a very, very exciting part of our culture here in New York. And I'm really hoping we could get into some of the ins and outs that perhaps the listeners are not familiar with, some of the issues that the agents and brokers face in New York City in providing the kind of excellent service that people in New York expect. So with that intention set, um, let's talk a little bit about you before we get into the agent studio. How did you get involved in real estate initially? Well, you know, it really was, a passion of mine, you know, as a hobby, really as a child, you know, like I would go out and with my grandmother and look at houses and say, which one would we live in? And, you know, all of my friends knew to the souvenir I wanted whenever they would go to any state was the little free real estate brochures. So it was really something of an obsession. You know, I didn't really think I could, you know, get a job. I really uh, thought I would be a marriage and family therapist. My degree is in psychology. And uh, when I looked at what I would actually be making, Munergy, right, uh, I said, you know what, let me see what I can get in the real world. And it was actually, I remember I walked into Sotheby's on uh, 
Madison Avenue and I think it was 77th Street and saw their brochure wall, you know, and, and I, I really heard, uh, I just felt the goosebumps, you know, and I took whatever job they gave me and it was, you know, a listings entry job, which was basically data entry. I was horrible at that job. It was the lowest paying job, uh, you know, right out of college. But I knew that somehow that was going to lead me to where I needed to be because it was, you know, the passion uh, and just seeing that brochure wall of these amazing, incredible multi-million dollar properties, you know, all over the world that, you know, I would have cleaned their toilets, honestly. <laughs> so that's that's how it all began. And it sort of just ended up uh, being a great time, you know, in the industry. I really learned it all you know, ground up. I was, you know, a girl from Brooklyn um, that was in this Park Park Avenue, you know, very sort of high-end, the, you know, the most high-end real estate that there was. And at that time, it was really basically a wives club, you know, rich wives club. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I stuck to who I was. I, you know, again, I wasn't great at that job, but it, it led me to really find what I was good at, and that was um, to, you know, I was always been creative, and I ended up sort of covering for the advertising person there. It led me to uh, to go to one of the top firms, Elliman, you know, Douglas Elliman for five years, and uh, and eventually became their ad manager, and then uh, landed me over at Corcoran, where I have been very happily for the last almost 15 years, and 10 of those uh, were in the marketing and advertising role. Right. You know, for those of our listeners that um, don't reside in New York City, uh, I yeah. just briefly mentioned that, you know, some of the listings are multi-million dollar uh, listings here in New York. And it's not unusual for almost an average two-bedroom apartment to go for between two and five million dollars. And yeah, for people absolutely. living in other parts of the country, it's overwhelming to even hear those numbers. Right, Ida? It's it's just like, what are you talking about, you know? <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. I I was interviewing our, you know, head of uh, new development, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago and and talked about a um, quarter, an apartment that was a quarter of a billion. I mean, really just incredible numbers. You know, it would take 35 years to count to a billion. So to really think of, (laughs) um, you know, the the dollars that, you know, and the, the averages and, you know, look, I personally don't even live in Manhattan because, you know, for me, there's more value to have an acre of land in Westchester, you know, of what I would get for a studio. And that's just, you know, a personal choice. But, um, you know, it's location, location, location. And, you know, it really is something that insulates uh, the city uh, in that it is, a, you know, a international demand for it always. And um, it is very unique in co-ops, which, you know, for any of your listeners that are not um Local, that's a whole other ball game, and it, you know, will always give our agents a job, um, you know, because it's yes. a whole other type of, you know, ownership that uh, doesn't exist anywhere else that is very specific to uh, New York City. All right. Before we get into the workings of the agent studio, is there any particular part of real estate that fascinates you the most? Yeah, look, I I, I genuinely love the properties and, you know, if these walls could talk and one of, you know, one of the parts I miss most about, you know, my marketing uh, job is really being able to 
to see all of the properties up close and personal on a regular basis, whether on a photo shoot or, you know, or whatever it is, you know, any sort of marketing campaign or anything that we had going on to really just such a privilege, you know, to go inside, you know, these homes. I mean, we're all voyeurs, right? We all, you know, totally. real estate is, is something that we all want to see inside these incredible townhouses. And, I, you know, I never took that for granted, and I still don't. Um, being able to just, you know, see someone's home, it's their, the most intimate place. It really reflects who they are, you know, on a very deep level, and it really is a privilege. You know, I always say to our, to our agents, you know, there's no business more personal than that of a real estate agent. You know, where else do you trust someone in your home without you there? You know, we call it like a one of our top agents calls it like a six month marriage. You know, you're <laughs> you're in person with them multiple times, often for a long period of time. Uh, and you also um, are sharing, you know, personal financial information, and often you're going through a very emotional decision of it's a life transition, and it also happens to be um, the majority of the time your biggest financial asset. So if you really try to pinpoint another profession that has that sort of intimate relationship, there is not one, you know, and so – yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but that really is what I find so unique and, you know, what I love most about um, this industry, and particularly in New York, where all of the properties are so unique and so um, different, and each one does have its own story. I couldn't agree with you more, and I've had the privilege, uh, as as my work has allowed um, in looking at properties for development, to see some really amazing properties in New York and to really appreciate the range of properties. You know, when I tell people who don't live in New York about the different types of dwellings in here, my arms stretch out and I say, my arms are not long enough to give you the range to, to, so that you could appreciate the, the, the diversity and the range of accommodations, you know? So um, it's totally fascinating for me too. So I can, I, I'm with you on that. I completely agree with you. So now let's get a little more into the Agent Studio. How yeah. did the Agent Studio come into being? Well, you know, we, we've always had a very strong, and the Agent Studio, what it is, is it's a 7,000-square-foot um, center, which uh, it was wonderful to have you there uh, recently, where it's dedicated to the coaching and education of our agents, you know, agent growth and development. And, um, you know, it's set up to have all sorts of things happening there. And, and it is something that there is no other firm that has that sort of a dedicated space um, for those, you know, and I can talk a little bit about what we do there. But in terms of, you know, we've always had a very strong education program. It's what Corcoran's been known for, for, you know, from Barbara Corcoran days, you know, over 20, 30 years, um, we really, you know, are, are a firm that has taken education very seriously in terms of, you know, arming its agents with, you know, uh, real expertise and knowledge and le learning from each other in a very collaborative way. And um, that's something that, you know, Pam was very, um, you know, is a real visionary and was very smart to know that that was something that needed to, you know, be taken to the next level. And I remember, you know, uh, it, it was something that I was still in the, you know, advertising role. I was, you know, doing more marketing consulting, which really is a form of education. And it ended up that I remember I put a little proposal together for her, and it was called the, at that point, the Center for Agent Development. Yeah. Uh, 
and it really just outlined, you know, what, how to take the education to the next level and also do the marketing that I'd been doing, but but call it more, I don't think I called it coaching at that point, but, you know, um, personal branding, you know, and development and just all these different arms that we could really do that would be our competitive advantage. And, um, you know, I think parallel to that, they were looking at new spaces, and I think that it really just helped up the game. Um, and I think that conversation was, I don't know, maybe the end of 2015, and the doors opened uh, March of 2017, so we've been open about a year and a half, and uh, it's really just an incredible space. And I, I just feel very privileged um, to be able to, um, you know, call it, you know, and work with an amazing team there and, um you know, just really be able to kind of have that creative expression. And really, I always say the agents are my boss. You know, what's going to help them grow is what we focus on, and we have a lot of freedom and flexibility to kind of try things out and, and develop, uh, you know, things as we go. And I know we both share, you know, a higher level of thinking, the go-giver approach, um, all things are energy. And, you know, I've been able to incorporate that a lot into the coaching program and into a lot of the different uh you know, classes and uh, that we do. And I, you know, it's something that is really, I don't know anywhere else where I'd be, you know, given the opportunity to do that in a corporate setting. Right. So it is really unique among preeminent real estate firms, uh, what, what you have there. It's a unique experience that your agents can have. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it, you know, it, it's something that, um, I, you know, I've heard it described as, you know, it's almost, you know, and, and again, one of the things that, you know, we talked about was, in, in, you know, in trying to kind of, you know, explain it, it was, you know, look, our, our biggest asset, our most valuable asset is our intellectual property, not the properties we sell, but our collective intellectual property, and we also have a very strong brand. And so it really just leverages, you know, that expertise. I mean, you know, the agents that 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 we have are among you know the top in the country you know top two percent and that and you really you know learn from their business models which are so unique and so it's something that I I don't think if you know Barbara Corkin created a very collaborative culture of sharing and that's something that is unique to our firm. I always say it's, you know, it's almost like dog feed dog rather than dog eat dog, uh, where you have agents that are really willing to share, you know, in, in ways that you really don't see anywhere else. And so that really, again, it wasn't something we created at Agent Studio, but we knew enough to leverage that because it's something that's within our offices and has been, you know, a really um, strong component of the company culture since, you know, since it was, you know, built, uh, you know, over 30 years ago. Right. Uh, you know, just from my conversations with you before tonight, I know yeah. that you infuse, I know that you infuse the agent studio with more than just educating the agents. Yeah. I, I'm sure that in the back of your mind, there, there's some kind of philosophical message coming through some ideas that you have developed. Um, before you even deal with the agents, before you even create the programs that help them, can you share with our listeners some of the things that have impacted you philosophically, spiritually, or whatever that have brought you yeah, to this point? Yeah, of course. Point? Well, you know, we a lot of what we, we do, you know, and I really the philosophy of, of the coaching program is that there really is no separation between your personal and professional life, right? And the more... And what we believe is that, 
you know, your fulfillment and achievement can go hand in hand. And, you know, as a coach, you know, I work with agents to not necessarily, you know, get on the bandwagon and just do what everyone else does, but I truly have a higher belief system that I infuse in in all of the programming that says the more, you know, you give, the more you get. And if you can, you know, go from a place, you know, come from a place of service, and truly, you know, understand that and just be the best at what you do and take that next right action and learn from the best uh, that, you know, the results aren't up to you, but they will come. And, you know, when I work with agents, of course, you know, monetary is always a part of it. You know, we're always going to goal set and sort of think of what that, you know, number is going to look like. But I focus much more on what does that mean and what do you want that to look like and feel like. And uh, and so it's something that is, uh, you know, a higher higher level of, um, of thinking. And it really has to do with, I call it the go-giver business approach, you know, and it's really a matter of the more you give, the more you share, um, the more prosperity. And it really is, you know, so in line with, um, you know, with your philosophy. And, you know, I know, you know, one of the we're going to be interviewing you soon. And one of the things we do out of Agent Studio and I do from the coaching program is a book club. And so, uh, you know, as soon as I read your book, Monergy, I was like, wow, you know, that is absolutely, you know, up our alley. And, you know, and I really think that a lot of agents that, aren't as open to this sort of, um, you know, intuitive, uh, you know, coaching model uh, that, you know, that we've um, infused, really, I, you know, will, I can always put the marketing hat on. And I think it's the unique combination of really being a marketer and being someone that understands personal brand and, um, and that being so much a part of it. But to me, it's really not separate, but it helps because I think some of my more, um, let's just call it new agey kind of, you know, off the beaten track ideas and ideologies um, are more accepted because I have the marketing credentials that they, you know, it's almost like they'll say, all right, you know, we'll listen to your sort of frou-frou approach. And, and really I see it working. And the more agents I interview that have that, that model and they hear from these agents and how, um, you know what those real examples are, and that's one of the one of the reasons I really loved your book was you gave so many real examples of this higher level of thinking in action in the business world, um, and I think that that's something that you know we're going to see more and more of, and uh, you know I'm just proud to sort of be at the forefront of it, and you know uh, at a firm where um, you know where they're forward thinking in that way. Well, I, I agree with you that I think the, the business model is changing worldwide. And yeah. the, the oneness that you allude to, you know, there's even a book called A Oneness, which yeah. uh, suggest, suggests that we're all one spiritually and the illusion of physicality is just the, an illusion, you know, the illusion of separation that, that people Absolutely. experience. Yep. And uh, you, you alluded to that, and, and it is extremely forward-thinking to infuse that into a real estate firm in 2018. So I really applaud you for that. Uh, but I think you're also correct that when your agents see that this, that this philosophy yields real-world benefits, yeah. even including more financial benefits than they would yeah. get on the older model, when Absolutely. they experience that themselves for the first time, they're a believer. And that's what it takes. Yes. And I, and I think I work with a lot of agents to, you know, for them to really define, 
you know, who they are on a deep level, right? And our tagline is live who you are. And, uh, you know, our mission at Agent Studio is to empower the best version of who you are. And so, you know, one of, you know, one of my favorite parts of my job is sitting one-on-one with an agent and really helping them discover what that looks like and how to translate that into, you know, into, into business. And really it's about being authentic and leading. And, you know, in the world today where there's so many uh, modes of, you know, expression and we're really in the information age and, you know, you can really, if you just become knowledgeable and you, you know, lead with who you are and you, you know, have a higher purpose where it's not just about money, um, you know, the money just comes because it's just energy, you know, it's all energy. And once you you understand that fundamental truth, um, you really see it change. And, and, And it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, some agents have been, you know, following me doing this, you know, from the beginning. And really, I'm, I don't have any coaching credentials. I didn't go to any, you know, school to say, you oh. know, here, you're a coach. They just started calling me that. And I said, okay. And, you know, it was really something that just organically and naturally evolved over just listening to what worked and sort of tweaking it. And then, you know, having that feedback and having agents that were, you know, practicing it and saying, wow, I really see a difference. And I started by just acting as if, and then I really saw the loyalty of that client come. And I didn't worry about whether I could solve that problem. I just took the next right action. I came from that higher place of service. And all of a sudden, you know, though that deal didn't work out, I've gotten four referrals from this person and, um, and you know, an offer of, uh, you know, uh, uh, to be a guest in, uh, you know, at their summer house in, you know, in in the Hamptons or you know whatever it might be. So really, just personal relationships that have uh, that have opened up in a way that sure it's professional as well, but the lines you know are blurred more so in this industry than you know than many others. So I think that's been sort of a real shift that I help agents have, where old school thinking is really just hey, you know, I just, you know, hear from my agent once a year and, you know, maybe they remember my name, maybe they don't. And really instead thinking of it as long-term relationships coming from a place of service, you know, and education. And, you know, there's so much to be educated on in in the New York City market, so there's no shortage of, uh, you know, of material. You know, I always say it's not like we're selling toothpaste. You know, it's actually the most fascinating topic there is, right? Real estate, sex, and food, as uh, our CEO has been quoted to say, are the three topics of interest in New York that will always be front and center. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. So what do you think, given all the changes going on in the marketplace with the tax law in the world geopolitically, what do you think is the greatest challenge that your agents face today in their daily routine? Well, look, in their daily routine, I would say uh, time management is the biggest challenge because there's so much technology and there's there's so many, you know, they're being pulled in so many directions and, you know, there's an expectation of immediate, you know, response, you know, with, um, you know, lead generation and all these other, um, you know, things that are out there. Um, but I think that the, the bigger challenge in their business is to really be able to, um, you know, move away. Because the business, eventually, all these transactional parts of it will be automated. There's no question about it, you know. But people pay for expertise and service. 
And, you know, I know, you know, at, at Corcoran, we have the most knowledgeable agents out there. And so it, it's really, I think, a big challenge in it. You know, I think most people that have had dealings with a real estate agent, you know, have probably not dealt with a real high caliber quality, um, you know, consultant, which is really what it is, an advisor. Um, and so that's something that they probably are, you know, well, what, you know, they turn the key in the door, you know, what do they really do? And, you know, what's this 6% for? So there's really a lot of stigma attached to the service of a real estate agent. Um, but when done right, you know, it's something that really, really transforms your life to have the expertise of someone that, you know, understands, um, you know, the nuances of, of this industry and of, you know, of, of how each building building differs and, you know, each neighborhood and, you know, and the different financing options and, you know, they've spent, you know, many years developing a network of, you know, real sort of high quality, high standard experts that are going to, you know, help you realize what you didn't even know you wanted, you know, and, and that's really, uh, you know, the number one answer I get when I ask my top agents, what's make, makes you such a great real estate agent is the same every time I ask the question. And I always ask that question. I'm waiting for a different answer. But it's always been the same ex exact answer when I say, what makes you such a great real estate agent? And, and they so usually say what? They say, I'm a great listener. And it's true. Really? It's absolutely true. And I think that, you know, I know you asked what's the biggest challenge. I think the biggest challenge is, is what's going to happen is the agents that are not offering value, you know, are going to be weeded out of this industry. There's no question in my mind. But those that do offer value are going to have, uh, you know, in a, in a, uh, it's going to look a lot different for them because they're going to be. There's always going to be a need for that expertise and service, but it's something that they're going to have to, um, you know, educate people on because I think that that's something that um, in the you know the day and age of data, you know, we all have more data than we know what to do with. But it's about getting the insight to that data and also understanding who that person is on a very deep level um, to be able to help them really find, you know, that perfect fit or to be able to time something right with, you know, what's going on in their life. And, you know, we teach our agents to see the bigger picture. You know, it's not about you know, chasing the next transaction. It's about building long-term relationships. It's a referral business, you know, and so uh, it's something where they pride themselves on, you know, doing an incredible job. Look, if you know, I'm in a, you know, I'm lucky in that, look, I have a salary, you know, my, my paycheck is the same every week, regardless of, you know, uh, of, of what output I put in, you know, each day. But an agent has to, you know, keep their game on top because they're only as good as their last deal because the referrals are not going to come if they're not exceeding their clients' expectations and, uh, you know, and really being able to provide service that's beyond what someone can, you know, do on a search engine, you know. Right. Uh, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that in the past the real estate agents had had a bad rap. You know, a lot yeah. of it, it was a high, high turnover, right? And, um People just didn't see that kind of educational expertise that you're cultivating with your agents today. And I think it's going to make a huge difference. And if I could just uh, glean from what you're saying, 
I think the most important thing for agents going forward would be to cultivate a human connection and to really respect the people and the time of the people that they're dealing with because time is so valuable. Absolutely, is have the difficult conversations, you know, come from a place of, you know, the bigger picture. But I think the, the other thing that's really essential is to do your homework. You know, you 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 right. know, there everyone has information out there, but you know, if you're an agent that, you know, has done, you know, especially if you're at a firm where you're with other experts that have done, you know, ten deals in that building and they understand that the property manager is this and there's, you know, this lawyer that they like to work with and these are sort of the, you know, there's a, um, you know, a zoning law that's, you know, and it's landmarked and there's, you know, five hundred other things that are going to sort of help that deal happen. And, you know, you can't look that up. You can't, you know, and also the, it's the nuance of the industry. And you're going to learn that from watching people and learning from people that are doing it day in and day out. And, um, you know, they, they don't even realize what they're doing. You know, when I interview top agents and I'll, you know, we'll do like a role play or I'll ask, so how do you, you know, negotiate your commission or, you know, all these things. And, and I'll say, oh, well, you know, you just, uh, you know, did that. That's from the book Persuasion or you just, um, you know, pivoted, you know, someone's, um, you know, position or you just asked a question that, um, you know, is going to help, um, you know, make that person feel more comfortable. So it's a lot of just sort of studying, you know, there are different styles. And it's not to say that another agent, it's not about following and doing exactly what that agent is doing. I call it, you, you know, you take a nugget and you just sort of, you know, you're going to get the nuts and bolts. You can get that anywhere. But to get the nuance and to get that stuff that, um, you know, that watching a true master and a true expert, you know, in action, um, that's something that is really um, so important for, you know, agents in this day and age to really learn from other agents and, you know, um, partner, you know, alliance, you know, um, be at a firm where you're going to get that sort of support um, because, you know, the competition is stiff. There's more agents in the, you know, industry than there ever have been. And, um, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, there's a lot of different factors at play that are, you know, that do make it challenging, uh, you know, at this time. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, getting back to the whole energy concept, the fact yeah. that you want to infuse your agents with this knowledge, and for some of them, they may be resistant, but, you know, very often when you're dealing with people, you have to know when to take action, but you also have to know when to sit back and refrain from action. Absolutely. And being, being able, those are the new, one of the, one of the most important nuances that anyone can, can figure out and learn how to apply because that could be the difference between turning a prospective buyer or a seller off and just allowing them the time for them to come to the realization that they want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so key. And that's, that's really, you know, one of the first things that, um, that our agents learn, you know, from our top agents is, and that's why the number one answer is I'm a great listener, you know, and it's, and a lot of times it's, it's it's not in the words, right? Uh, you know, a large percentage of, you know, what we communicate is not our words. You know, it's in the body language. It's in the energy, you know, the energy that they're picking up. And uh, so that's something that, you know, we have quite a few agents that really infuse that into their business. And I learn from them, 
you know, and I'm always very thankful that they're there because then I feature them and do a workshop with them. And, you know, it, 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 you know, because they're the ones, you know, selling, you know, every day, they're the ones at the top of their game. I am just literally see myself as just the liaison that just leverages that expertise and just, you know, gives my two cents about it. But really, you know, it's, it's the agents that are uh, are learning the way, and a lot of them are really at a at a much higher vibration than you would think. Um, you know, I uh, they I, I I know that those are the type that tend to be attracted to me, but you know, it's something that really I'm I'm just I learn from them. You know, in this sort of more you know, hands back, just let it come to you, you know, think of the bigger picture, you know, um, kind of approach. And it, and it's something that, uh, you know, that is just so infused in their business. And it's, you know, again, once it's there, it's easy to just recognize it and then build a workshop around it. So then the other, you know, 2000 agents learn from it. Um, you know, as long as you can sort of recognize the pockets of, of this, um, you know, go giver business model, that is, um, you know, that is really the answer here. Right. And I know from my own experience as an attorney and in dealing with numerous real estate agents and brokers in the last 15 years, I know how difficult the business can be. And as a real estate agent, the interface between the buyer, the seller, the attorneys to the buyer and the seller can be overwhelming because, yes. you know, you're, you're dealing with people's ego and you have to learn how to massage those egos without yep. getting people crazy and so that you don't kill the deal, and you really, really have to learn these subtle forms of energy, it's enormously helpful in dealing yes. with these high-pressure individuals. Yes. Yeah, and, 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 you know, and it's something that, look, a lot of what we do, it's not all, you know, we'll do something where we will, you know, uh, do a class on the DISC profile, you know, personality profiles or, you know, Enneagram or we'll do, um, you know, body language or, you know, feng shui. So, you know, we mix the more sort of practical with the more, you know, holistic and uh, philosophical. And, um, you know, it's it really when you have that sort of winning combination where you have, you know, you can see where, you know, these sort of subtle nuances and then you have real examples, you know, of them in action. And then uh, right. that's something that helps to sort of say, oh, what do I have to lose? Let me try. But you're absolutely right. And, you know, you're coming from where typically you'd have this sort of, you know, aggressive salesperson, you know, kind of, um, you know, uh, stigma attached. And there are some agents out there, you know, that are like that. You know what? Sometimes that business model does work for them, you know, and that's who right. they are. But, um, you know, that's something that, again, what you see is you see that less and less often uh, and you see, you know, a much, uh, you know, more uh, kind of, you know, energy focused uh, approach, whether they realize it or not. You know, it sort of has happened uh, either, you know, through them really studying these things or just them seeing this worked and being able to put their finger on it. And it works both ways. Like I remember there was, you know, there's lots of examples, but, you know, an agent that, um, you know, gets almost every exclusive in her building, you know, goes on a listing presentation and, um, you know, does her normal kind of, you know, uh, have sold the most and would typically get the exclusive. But because she was getting, I think it was back surgery, you know, in two weeks, there was that thought in her mind that maybe she wouldn't be able to deliver quite the same way for this client 
that she has for others in the building. And, you know, though she said the same words and went through her same presentation and, you know, the energy of that uncertainty and that um, hesitancy, you know, was, you know, the one exclusive she didn't get. You know, and when we look at, you know, why is that, you know, it absolutely was that energy that was brought, um, you know, to that situation. And, you know, and the client might say, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Or, I don't know, we just, you know, we kind of, you know, felt like this one was you just, just felt better or, you know, or this little nuance was why. But really, when you look at it, that was really the only difference in uh you know in the situation so again when you have examples like that and there's you know thousands of them uh you know it just helps to kind of build that um that case for them to be able to learn from all of that well it shows you how important those nuances can be given a playing field where a lot of the agents are privy to the same raw data raw data you know yeah and so they all they all have a shot at getting exclusives not everyone is going to get it and they all have access to various managing agents. So mm-hmm. these are the things that can make the qualitative difference in whether somebody makes a deal or doesn't make a deal. Sure. And as so much of it has to do with trust, you know, and establishing that trust, uh, you know, and that's something that, um, you know, you, you, you see different ways that that, you know, is, is established. And it's something that really um, is just so key. Right. And, you know, like in almost every other part of life, it's about overcoming fear. <laughs> yeah. And we, yeah. So much of the coaching it. is about overcoming fear and knowing that that fear that you feel, even though it feels real and we're still wired to, you know, to feel fear and think our life is threatened and it still feels the same way, but really there's no threat to, you know, uh, to, you know, 99.9, uh, you know, percentage of the situations that we deal with, but it still feels the same way as it did, you know, uh, in primitive times when our, you know, life was in danger. And once you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right, Right. and you just know that 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 means I'm growing, right, and and that really, look, if I say why did did I, you know, sort of, you know, uh, become a a coach or, you know, what drew me to this, it was really for selfish reasons, you know, it was really because I was on my own path to self-improvement and I knew that, I needed to have it all on the line and, you know, and I was going to be very uncomfortable being, you know, I was only going to be so much of a hypocrite, you know, in terms of having to practice what I preach. And, you know, it gave me an excuse to learn and read and, you know, and be the best version of me. Um, And I'm just, you know, privileged that I've found a way to, you know, to, 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 you know, create a career from it. But it was really for selfish reasons. Well, absolutely. And the only way that you could really help anybody else on this level is after you've helped yourself. Yeah. And I I think, I don't know if it's after, because honestly, you know, my agents have been with me from day one, you know, and a big part of my own personal transformation has been, you know, for me, I've been on a weight loss journey. And they've watched me from day one, you know, let go of, you know, 70 pounds and, you know, and and me sort of find my way and make some mistakes along the way and be able to, you know, and part of it was just being honest and being authentic about it and, you know, and it being real and not saying, yeah, I have all the answers, but just saying, look, I got a lot out of this book. This is how I think it applies to your business, but let me hear from you and just kind of putting them together 
you know, rather than feeling like I had to know everything before I was going to sort of say, okay, I'm going to now teach you how to goal set, uh, you know, and well, uh, I, I yeah. I stand corrected on that, but I, what I think I really meant after what you just said is that you have to be on the path yourself to be able to yes. help anyone else. The path. It keeps you, you honest, willing, right? Yeah. It, and you it keeps you willing. on the path because, exactly. you know, you really, because, yeah. You know, it, it gives you accountability, and accountability is the number one, you know, most successful strategy when it comes to any type of coaching, any type of, you know, self improvement or goals is to create that accountability for yourself, and you know, so I do that with my agents; they're accountable to each other. But really, I consider them my accountability, and a lot of times, you know, I'll, and one of the things I learned from your book that I've actually shifted since reading it is, you know, one of the things I, you know, I would use, you know, the agents for is I would sort of, you know, make commitments that I would then follow through with because I've now told 200 people, you know, that I'm going to do this thing or this workshop. And, you know, I know one of your, you know, key things is, you know, don't to not, you know, don't overshare, you know, don't dilute the energy by talking about um, things. So I've really kind of said, hmm, you know, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, I have my way of practicing it to kind of make me deliver it. But there's also the way of not feeling like you have to share everything, you know, at every point. And, uh, you know, one of the many shifts I got from uh, from your book. Oh, thank you. And and I think, you know, here again, it's a personal thing. And, you know, for some people, for their model of behavior, sharing everything might work, you know, and, but, but I found from my own experimentation that it, since everything is energy and very often the reason that we share when you really examine it doesn't really help anybody, you know, right. It's and usually very from often, an ego place, you know, exactly, yep. exactly. And yep. then you create expectations with the people that you share. And then they might say to you a month later, hey, what's going on with that project? And you sort of end up playing for an audience rather than focusing your energy on what you're doing and to the experience and the learning that goes along with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, but, you know, for some people, they may continue to share. And, look, we're in a sharing culture <laughs> with Facebook and Instagram. You know, people you want to share. You are what you share nowadays. That's absolutely That's true. right. That's yep. right. And, you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, they've embraced it. But I've noticed recently a lot of people are questioning that oversharing uh, nature. And I think a lot of people are, are shifting and tweaking what they yes. do share because, you yes. know, they're feeling that, what what do I own? What's going to be really mine if everybody knows everything that I'm doing in every area of my life? What belongs to me then, if anything? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah absolutely. And and you know, I think I think that everybody, for their own authenticity, needs to have certain things that are just theirs that that enrich them, that make them strong and fortified, that no one even needs to know about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, a- absolutely. It's absolutely true. Yeah. So, you know, this is totally fascinating. I could talk for hours with you. It's so easy. Um, you know, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to ask you, which programs that you've already put into place or that you're anticipating are you really excited about? Well, you know, we, we have well, – the thing I enjoy really most is is – we have, you know, what we call, it's like an internal podcast. It's, you know, I call my coaching program Agent Insights. And really what, you know, gets me jumping out of bed in the morning is when I'm interviewing, 
you know, our top agents and really getting under the hood and really, you know, diving into who they are. You know, I, I, I think that's really, you know, that's a component of the program that's been the most successful um, part. And it's something that I always look forward to these interviews. And I've loved that I've, you know, incorporated being able to interview different authors from our books of the month. And, and that's expanded the program in that way. Um, but really just, you know, getting different experts in and learning from them uh, it is, you know, like we're going to have um, the author, Charlie Jeter, um, is the author of, uh, of a book that we're going to be featuring in September. And uh, she's actually Derek Jeter's sister. And she wrote this incredible book with uh, with uh, her co-author, uh, Dr. Samson Davis. And it's really just about overcoming impossible odds and, you know, being the best version of, you know, who you are and that uh, inner fortitude. And, um, you know, and it's just amazing to be able to meet these people that have done these incredible things, you know, and to be able to keep that going. Uh, and I think, you know, we, we incorporated a number of different ways. We did this like great, amazing wellness day in the spring. We'll probably look to do another one of those where we just bring different wellness experts in and just have a, a one day event of, you know, back to back kind of, you know, personal and professional development events. And, you know, we'll get a little, uh, off the beaten track with that. I know the last time we did chakras and Reiki and feng shui awesome. and, you know, all, awesome. all sorts of stuff like that. So um, I'm excited about all hey, of that that's coming up. I, uh, I know. What a yeah. pleasure to have you on the show. We only have a few seconds left, so I want to thank you so much for being a guest on Monergy Life. Thank you to all our listeners. And uh, Ida, um, Ida Fields, VP of Asian Market. At the Asian Studio, I want to wish everybody a beautiful evening wherever you are. Ida, thank you again for being on Monday Life. Thank you so much, Robert. Talk to you soon. Good night.